welcome back to the lowdown on Katy Perry. My name is Michael, and today we're going to be talking about a couple of important things. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in again. I know I'm being very sketchy with my episodes lately, and I'm really sorry. Um, I'm just working right now, so um, it's and also there's not too much activity, so you know. I'm a little bit more sketchy, but I promise I'm going to get better. Um, Anyways, I don't want to go on and on about my failures, but uh, my name is Michael. As you might know, my socials are at Katy Perry Aesthetic on Instagram, Twitter, not Twitter, sorry, Instagram and TikTok and at Michael Perry 84 on Twitter. Let's get into it. So pretty much what happened was I did record like a very long episode, like over 35 minutes worth a couple weeks ago. And um, the way I'm recording is online. So um, you record it and then your audio gets uploaded and it takes a while for it to upload even just onto the um, like actual streaming platform, the like anchor that I'm using. And my internet was being very sketchy that day. And so the first part of that episode did get uploaded but over 25 minutes worth of like me talking and I was doing something fun and I think I'm going to do it again today just because I don't want to I like that idea and I like that audio so I'm going to try to redo it as best as I can but over 25 minutes of audio got absolutely just deleted um so I was so upset because I was so busy and I had finally found some time to record and I actually got like over 30 minutes of um like audio for you guys and I was super excited um and then I got half more than half of it got deleted and I was just like well great um so finally I'm up and about and trying to do the next or trying to redo that episode or trying to make a new one in its place and so I thank you guys so much for your patience that if, I hope that explains why I've been so late on this new episode um anyways I don't want to really cover the old stuff in the episode just because, like, I think I was talking about, like, something that had happened that week, but now it's, like, weeks old. I don't even want to talk about it, so let's just get right into it. Um, Recent Katie activity? Not much. Um, We do know that she's been in Europe lately, uh, many places, many times. I'm not sure exactly what she's doing. I know that she performed for Louis Vuitton. That's a little bit older. That's what I covered in my last, in the last deleted episode. But, um, so I did talk about, like, um, you know, Katie was uh, performing her first live performance in over a year and something, um, like, live in front of an audience and, you know, like, performing, performing, not just, like, a live stream performance or, you know, one of those empty room performances, which were slaying during the pandemic. I thought that Katie had the best at-home performances. I remember she didn't get, she didn't even get nominated for that at one of the award shows. And I was very upset because, I don't know if you remember, but Katie did the, um, YouTube graduation ceremony last year where she was fully very heavy very very heavily pregnant and she threw on that absolutely stunning show or she's saying like daisies fireworks and I think I think another one such a great show no they didn't nominate her for that um let's see uh the daisies performance at hotel cafe last May I believe it was 
that was such a great performance even though it was a little bit more simple it was like the girl with the guitar type style i loved it and i thought it was such a great performance she had the um what was that one called i forget what, oh she had the um i think it was the aliexpress performance where it was um her like on the floating carousel obviously that was all done through a green screen but you know like it's better than nothing i guess during a pandemic where you can have big film crews or groups of people um what else let's see the shan performance was really good even though that was super simple and like really stripped back just like her and her people like on their own cameras it was so good i thought it was very like very good vocals and entertaining and then i forget what that one was called it was one of the festivals and um oh my goodness sorry the i can't remember the name but that other festival that's like that was you had to buy tickets for and there was another one where she was wearing a blue dress the entire time that one was really good as well so even though i can't remember the names let's just say katie's had some really great performances during the pandemic and you know she's just putting in that energy and that effort and um so this was the first coming back to where i started um this was the first in person i think live performance that she's had um for a very very long time with a live audience live show it was for an exclusive louis vuitton event in paris um this was like i believe sometime in june last year last month so yeah it is a little bit old i know i'm talking about old tea but um you know my episode got deleted so don't come for me um but anyway so that was really cool to see um what's it called a couple of katie cats got to meet her the ones that live in or near paris um i saw like pictures and stuff on instagram on twitter of you know someone biking around paris all day and then they finally found out where the louis vuitton event was and i guess they waited outside and they katie obviously came and saw her fans and they got to meet her which and take pictures which was so iconic so it feels like life is finally coming back to normal um i was looking at the las vegas shows are you going I don't know if I am yet or not. I know a lot of my friends are. I'm so happy for you guys. It's going to be such an amazing event. Um, do you think Black Tea is going to be the headlining outfit? Just because all of the promotional photos, all of the promotional videos, Katie has black hair. And I'm guessing it kind of means she's going to like I'm going to I would be so not I would be very surprised if she did not wear that mushroom outfit with the black hair on the show just because it's part of the show right so i think it's gonna be so cool to see katie back in person performing like on a stage for a show in black hair which we haven't had for a very 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 long time um during witness era you know we thought black hair was dead you know um katie herself said oh i don't like myself in black hair blah 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 and then we started to see black hair getting incorporated just you know in tiny little tidbits here and there over the like over 2018 2019 and then last year and this year like black hair became a little bit more prominent within her career now she doesn't have a, her hair dyed black um she is wearing wigs but 
it's interesting to see black tea's return and personally i love black tea because it just reminds me of the historical katie of you know 10 years ago and again i i love her the way she is now and i wouldn't change it for the world but it is nice to see you know her changing her looks giving us a little bit more nostalgia so yeah so i'm gonna guess she's gonna have a couple you know looks or like the main headlining outfit is a black haired costume which is going to be very ethereal to see in person um again the show's name is called play so i'm gonna guess very campy looks very extravagant like cool like costumes and whatnot and then hopefully a world tour the next year you know like daisy's gonna be a year old in august already next month daisy dove bloom is gonna be one years old and the smile album will be one year old next month so this year has gone by very quickly because i can vividly remember myself listening to the smile album for the first time last year and it was just amazing um i wonder if katie is planning on doing something new soon we have no indication, no hints, nothing like that that Katie is working or planning on releasing a, even just a single or something new soon. Um, it has been some time. Smile album is cute, but you know, most people, you know, have definitely felt like, oh, I've listened to this a million times, blah, blah, blah. Don't really feel like listening or, you know, I want something new, which is fair. But again, usually albums take a couple years between them just because, you know, it just takes time and they want to give the each, like, what's it called? A new album cycle, especially for Katie, the way she does her albums, they're difficult. Like, there's so much planning, there's so much thinking, there's money and everything. And just, you know, she needs a couple years between each. Right now she's got her baby. Um, but do you think the world tour that she's going to go on soon is going to be a smile world tour like a smile album theme tour or do you think she's going to release something new by that time i personally wouldn't be surprised if she had released something new just because let's be real she's planning on doing this vegas residency in december there's or that's already a year it's already going to be around two years. Like, it's going to be 2022. So I'm going to guess her interval, I guess, would be two years. And that would be a good interval because it gives you plenty of time to enjoy that album. And then gives her plenty of time to write and to record and to get a new album cycle ready. So I would hopefully like to see a new album like KP6 in 2022. Um, they're not too close together. They're not too far apart. I think it's a perfect time interval. Time interval. It's not like three. I feel like three years is a little much these days. Like we see Ariana, Ariana like um, releasing um, two albums super close to each other, or Taylor Swift releasing two albums within months of each other. So I think that old style of the music industry, like three years between albums or Adele's even just Adele's like five years between albums is such a long time and I think yeah like your returns are more epic because people are just waiting for you for so long 
But I think you can lose a lot of fans that way as well because you're not feeding them anymore, especially the way Adele does it. I'm not knocking Adele at all, but like five years between albums with like very minimal minimal appearances and performances between that time yeah i guess your new album is gonna have a lot of work into it and it's gonna be stellar but your fans and your stands poor things are like running on five-year-old albums and they just feel you know like i just feel like it'd be so hard to stand someone like even just like the way rihanna's doing it like her last album was almost six years ago and her fans are just like girl release something now because they're so sick and tired of waiting and so i really hope katie decides to you know shorten the interval i think two years is a very healthy number um hopefully maybe like let's say two years would be like summer of 2022 next year and then by that time covid would have will have hopefully died down a bit once vaccinations are up and everything and she can go straight into a world tour and you know that would be nice um it's been a long time since a world tour from her as you may know 2017 and 2018 were the last times you know much of south america asia like all of the world has really seen her except for america so if you don't live in america you don't really get to see her as often so it'd be nice to see something new i'm excited i'm hoping i don't know if i'm going to the vegas residency it's first of all more expensive than the pre-sale tickets were i noticed that the pre-sale tickets were one price and then once it opened to the general general population to the general audience some of the ticket prices doubled which was a little bit of a shock um, obviously, I'm guessing Katie made a deal to make the fan presale cheaper for her real fans and like um, let the resorts world, I guess, price however they wanted for general admission. Because let's be real, you're in Vegas. Like, if you're not a true fan, it's like, okay, let's just go see Katy Perry. Or, you know, like, what's the only show in town tonight? It's Katy Perry. Okay, buy some tickets. You know, like, it just, it makes more sense to, like, raise the prices if, like, they're not really true fans. But I think for true fans, it was nice that we had, you know, very, very reasonably priced um, tickets. And um, so, yeah, I'm hoping to go. I'm trying to go. I don't know yet. It's still far in advance. There's quite a few months left. But we'll see. Um, Anyways, let's take a short break and then we'll get into the thing I was trying to do last time before all of my audio deleted. Okay, thank you guys so much. Um, Let's get back into it. So pretty much the next part of this podcast, I wanted to do something new and a little fun. Um... Glamour Magazine, um, in October 2020, released an article titled Katy Perry's 10 Best and Worst Songs. So I'm going to go through this list. I'm going to give you my opinions. Does it make sense that they would put a song within the 10 best or 10 worst? My opinion on where it should be. And yeah, let's just get through it. It's a very interesting list. I've Again, I've been through this before. And the audio got deleted, so, you know, hopefully I'm a little bit better than last time. But okay, starting in the best category, they rated Katy Perry's 10th best song as Never Really Over. 
Okay, this makes sense. I guess it makes sense why it's here. I would have put it in the top eight or five, probably. Um, as we know, Never Really Over was the comeback of 2019. I remember listening to it for the first time. It was amazing. It was so catchy. The promotion they did for it was absolutely, in my opinion, very perfect. Obviously, chart performance was very... Um, what's it called impacted by the labels push and everything personally i don't think it did very bad on the charts it was one of katie's highest songs um from that from like the witness era to this era it was like i believe somewhere in the 20s which was really good but personally i think this could have got top 10 with how good it was at that time um it definitely needed more promotion than it had. I think what I meant before was I loved the in-person aspect that Katie had with YouTube. Um, I remember they did like a ton of adorable things like the matching tattoos with fans, a big party that was all like the, that was themed like the actual video. I think the video is amazing. The graphics, everything was beautiful. I love this song to this day. It's such a fun song. And, yeah, it's definitely, I think it's a little higher, but um, I'm not horribly mad with this rating. Um, number nine, they rated Thinking of You. Um, okay, I do definitely love this song to the bottom of my heart. Thinking of You gets me in tears. It gets me emotional. It gets me sad sometimes because of the lyrics and just her emotion within the song. Um, I'm not horribly mad at this. I think this is a good placement because I wouldn't put this in the top five because it's a slower ballad. But, you know, it packs a punch. It's, you know, they're saying it's um one, like one of her best ballads, which I agree with. Um, yeah, I'm not horribly mad at this. Thinking of you is probably along with I Kissed a Girl and uh, Hot and Cold are probably the most remembered songs of the One of the Boys album, so I'm not very mad with this. Um, okay, they're saying that the eighth best Katy Perry song is Swish Swish. This one is a little bit surprising. It's a very surprising because... I thought people hated this song, first of all, like the general public. I didn't see it do well back then. Um, personally, like, I like the song, but I wouldn't call it as, you know, one of her top ten, personally. I like Nikki's verse. I like, you know, the beat is fine. Top ten worthy? No. Maybe top 25, but, like, I love it, but it just... Again, this song and all of the bad memories from the Witness era, that's what it kind of brings for me sometimes. Um, let's see what they said. They said that even though fans wrote off Witness as a failure, it has moments of brilliance. So they said that they liked um, this song because I guess, I guess a lot of it was um, the drama with Taylor Swift. Again, I just this actually doesn't really make any sense. Um, they're just saying that it's a cheeky. Um, they like the rave ready beat, blah blah blah. Anyways, so that's what they said as number eight. Interesting. I don't know where you'd put it. 
I don't I don't think I would put it in the top 10, but I don't hate the song. Um, okay, moving on. Seven, they said Waking Up in Vegas. Um, I definitely do like Waking Up in Vegas. It, first of all, is probably going to be the headlining song at the Play World Tour, or I guess the Play Residency. I can't say World Tour. Um, I do like this. I love the sound that it brings. I like the nostalgia that it brings. The music video is adorable. I think it was... I love the outfits in the music video. Um, I do like this. Um, and would I put it in top 10? No. I would put it in maybe top 20 for sure. I definitely love the song. But top 10, it's a little bit forgotten, I think, at times. And, you know, is it the strongest song she's ever had? No. But is it the worst? Definitely not. Um, top 6, California Girls featuring Snoop Dogg. This song, to me, has been a bit overplayed, definitely. I think this, this Firework and Teenage Dream are the only songs the pop radios really play that much from her anymore, which is sad. Um, does that make the song or any, like, does this harp on the song at all? No. I think California Girls is still as strong as it was back in 2010 when it was released. I love the, I definitely love this song. Like, I'm not... I think top 10, yeah, but, you know, I think it's a little overplayed. It does sound a bit dated, but it is really fun, and, like, again, it gets people moving any time in the summer. It definitely is a very big summer song, no matter what year it is, so I definitely love it. Um, Moving on, top five, or I guess number five, they said was Walking on Air. This is interesting because not a lot of people really know about Walking on Air. So this proves to me that Glamour really did go and do some research because if you ask anyone off the street, probably they would not really know what this song is because, again, this wasn't a single, which it should have been. And, you know, it's definitely a great song. I love it. And I think I would put it at this position. I think it's a very big anthem for most people, for most Katie Cats. It's just so fun. It's a fresh breath of fresh air. And, you know, the the beat, everything, like, it's just a really great song from Prism. I think it's top three from Prism, you know? So I definitely agree with that. And I'm glad I saw that on this list because it shows that they actually did some research, which is very nice. Um, top f- number four, they said, I Kissed a Girl. And I will agree, this is a very good song, and it does deserve to be in top ten because it's one of the most popular and one of the most recognized songs. Um, it started her, it skyrocketed her career. Um, you know, I definitely love the song. It's very scandalous. It's very, you know, I definitely love it. Um, so yeah, I would agree with this. I think I Kissed a Girl definitely is top five, I think, for most people, and if not, just for most Katie Cats. Um, number three, they said, was Firework. Um, yeah, I will agree. Just because of its popularity, just because of its, like, general love of everyone, even just locals, like, on the 4th of July, this is always playing... It's like one of one of the U.S.'s national anthems. I think Firework is such a great self-empowerment anthem. It's really special, and it's just ingrained in everyone at this point. Like, we all know the lyrics. 
we all feel good we all get that nostalgia from the 2010s with this song and you know what i believe yeah top five firework for sure it's a little dated but it's in a good way if that makes sense it just reminds you of you know the past number two they said was hot and cold you know what i will agree with this personally i one of the hot and cold hot and cold is one of my favorite songs top three for myself um as well as the rock version i hope you've listened to it because it's amazing but um yeah i will agree hot and cold definitely gets to be number two it's very radio friendly it's such a catchy song it's such a fun song and i wish katie would sing it more or would sing at least the whole song because usually she does it with a mix in the show which is whatever her decision but i hope she knows how beloved this song is by most people um yeah i absolutely agree with number two i think it is one of her best songs um even though most people like most like katie cats i know will be like oh my god hot and cold I feel like I'm basic, but yeah, I love Hot and Cold so much. Um, number one, I bet you can guess it's going to be Teenage Dream. This is not surprising that they would put Teenage Dream as number one. Um, I think for sake of like a pleasing everyone, I will agree. Teenage Dream is her best song. Um, and like, obviously, this can change for everyone. Maybe you think, you know walking on air is her best song or you know something for witness i think when you think of someone's best song you have to think of numbers you have to think of how does everyone know the song does everyone love the song i think when teenage dream comes on it's a transport back to that time and like even today this song does not sound dated to me the song is still so energizing like it was back then it's literally let me read their quote simply put one of the best pop tunes ever created so perfect in its verse to chorus build up um katie perry captures not just the ecstasy of new love but the unbridled joy of being present and alive of a day so stunning you hope it never ends it's a little wordy but i do agree with this i think when you think of the perfect pop song about being in love teenage dream is so good and it just makes you want to run away and just be a free teenager again and you know that's something i love so much and teenage dream does that for me still to this day and you know i think it makes sense that teenage dream would be her best song just in general for an average listener that makes sense all right let's go to the worst category so they said that her 10th worst song is dressing up now dressing up was a little bit of a weird addition to the teenage dream album um as you may know teenage dream was re-released in 2012 um the complete confection this song was on that um i think it was just generally not really known um they're saying that it's a chaotic electrified chorus they say they're pretty much just saying it's sounds dated um but like i don't really agree that it would be in top 10 worst i definitely like think it has a time and a place and or it had a time 
I think I think I, I agree. It sounds a little dated. It's you know, but I don't hate the song, and I think it can get you going if you really wanted to. Um, number nine, I definitely just fully a hundred percent disagree with. They said that "Into Me You See" was her ninth worst song. I absolutely do not agree with this. I think "Into Me You See" is top twenty at least for ballads. I think you could probably section. Hey guys, um, I just realized that the end of this podcast does get cut off, um, so I'm really sorry to everyone that has listened to it and was really confused when it cut off. Um, I'm not sure where the audio has been. I'm sorry for all the technical issues. Um, I'm working on it, and um, the new episode's coming soon, so yeah, sorry for this weird ending, but... Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys in the next episode.